Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and welcome to Hope for Today. And I wanna give you hope. I want you to be excited and I want you to know that God loves you so much. So much so that he wants to spend all eternity with you. So can God use you? Can God use me? Ooh, you ever feel like that? You wanna say, can God use me? Like, do you feel inadequate? Do you feel like he can't use you? Do you feel like maybe he's not using you? So let me give you some ideas whether God can use you or not. So we're gonna talk about some people in the Bible. We're gonna go down a list here. So Jacob, he was a cheater. Peter was a tempter. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossip. Martha was a worrier. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was too short. Abraham was too old. And Lazarus was dead. <laughs> so when you think about this, can God use you? Maybe you fall into one of these categories. I don't know, maybe, you know, none of us are perfect. If we were perfect, God would never have had to die on the cross for our sins. And, um, you know, our ultimate goal is to strive for perfection. We want to be more Christ-like. And as our walk goes with the Lord, you know, the longer we spend time in his word and the longer we pray and the longer we allow God to mold and shape us, um, he's trying to form a better person in within us. When we start out as a brand new believer, we're very rough around the edges. And, you know, some of us that got saved might have been real rebels. And, you know, all those bad things that you could think that people do, that might have been where you fit in. And then there's some of us that, you know, grew up in a Christian home, pretty good people, treat people nice and so on, and then you get saved. But that doesn't matter because deep down, sin is sin. And we all have something that hinders us from spending eternity with the Lord. And that's why we need to accept him in our life as our personal savior and claim that he is yours. And once he is yours, he wants to work with you. He wants to help you and guide you and mold you. And, you know, sometimes those you know, he's got to sand down those rough edges. And sometimes that's sanding. Ooh, man, it's not good. It's not fun. You know, you hear people joke all the time. I pray for patience. And what did God give me? Well, he has to give you those things for you to learn to deal with it. So you become better and more just like him. But we look at some of these people, you know, Abraham was too old. Do you feel too old? Do you feel, you know, Zacchaeus was too short. Maybe you feel imperfect in some way. Maybe you have some type of a, whether it be a handicap or, you know, a disability or something like that. I have two people in my family with disabilities and both of them are the type of, they're going to do this. They're going to figure out a way to make it happen. They don't care what's in their way. And um, Martha was a worrier. Yeah. I have woken up at times and like, what am I supposed to be worrying about today? I am such a worry wart about everything. And I need not to do that. The other day I found myself fretting and worrying over something and I was getting myself in this mindset and tizzy and I almost didn't even realize it. You ever do that? And you kind of look back at 
yourself and you go, who is that? And I could feel myself just getting, oh, like anxious and I'm driving and all of a sudden I said, whoa, Lynn, time out here. And I had a, I actually raised my hand, driving with this hand, but I raised the other hand. I said, Lord, take that from me, please take it. I don't even need to be there. I don't need to go there. I need to completely release this. It has nothing to do with me and I'm getting myself in a tizzy. But you know, sometimes you do one thing and you're on to the next and you're half thinking and you're going. And you know what happens is we got away from the Lord. We get our mind focused on something and we go, go, go. And we forget to say, Lord, guide me. Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, give me direction. Lord, are you part of this? Lord, am I supposed to be part of this? We need to ask him for those things. You know, Noah got drunk. David had an affair. I, you look at these people in the Bible. Sometimes we look at these people and we think, oh, we could never measure up. We can never, ever be like them. They were no better than us. Some of them were probably worse than some of us are. God used these people. God doesn't look for perfection. There is no perfection. God looks for you as an individual that he created in his image. You know, we're all created in his image. And if you look at Zacchaeus and you say, well, you know, we sing a song in Sunday school, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Well, he might have been a smaller statured person, but he was created in the image of God. We can look at, judge somebody on their hair color or, you know, anything about them, their nationality or the way they walk or the way they talk. Who was it that stuttered? Moses stuttered, you know, you make fun of people, well, they can't talk and they, they can't even complete a sentence properly. Doesn't matter. We are not to judge those people. God looks at that person as somebody he loves that he died for on the cross. Who are we to judge them? God wants to use you and me today. Yes, God can use us. So what's your excuse today? We could really end the podcast right here and say, okay, it's done. God used these people. God can use you and me. That's the end of the story. There's really not much more to say. I mean, we have no excuses when you look at these people and there's plenty more in the Bible that did not do the right thing. Let me give you a verse. We're going to be in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, let me let me clear the, the playing field right here. In order to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not based on good works. If you want to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to have accepted him in your life and confess that you're a sinner, believe that he died on the cross, and ask him to be part of your life. That's called salvation. That gets us salvation um, and a place in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, once we're saved and we're growing in the Lord, we should be excited and want to do things. I don't mean be a missionary. I don't necessarily mean be a pastor, full-time Christian worker. It could just, I don't want to say it could just, it could be that you're a mom at home or a dad at home, or you're a, a lay person, you know, you have a full-time job, but then you're teaching Sunday school or you're helping in the youth group, or you're helping in the kitchen. Maybe you're on the cleaning committee at church. All of these things are needed in order for a church to function. We need clean toilets. We need clean floors. We need uh, hymn books maybe put down or, or envelopes put on the chairs or literature done or 
all kinds of things. Maybe it's mowing the lawn at the church. Spring is coming and, you know, all this maintenance has to be done. These are all part of what needs to be done in order for the church to function. So when it talks about God's handiwork, he's created. You are something unique and special that he's created for a purpose. If he didn't need you, he never would have created you. If he didn't love you, he never would have created you. I want you to know today how special you are to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're so special. He took your name to the cross. Whether you've accepted that gift, I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. But after you've accepted it and you start walking with the Lord, how can you not get excited? And how can you not want to serve him? I meet people, they say they're Christians and and I look at them, I'm like, there is no excitement. There's no joy. There's no servant's heart. I love helping people. I absolutely love it. Not everybody has the gift of helps, as you would say, but we are called to do whatever God tells us to do. I love helping people. I love getting involved. I love doing anything. What do you need? I'll, I'll jump in at church. Um, but that's, you know, not everybody's that available or that's maybe not their cup of tea, but we should all be willing to do something. So where do you stand today? Are you very weary? Are you discouraged? Are you overwhelmed? Are you feeling left out? I feel left out a lot, so I can relate to that. Are you feeling inadequate? Yeah, I feel inadequate a lot. Do you feel like you have no direction in life? There are many times I'm going and I'm good, and there's other times I'm like, I don't know. Do I make a left? Do I make a right? Do I go straight? Do I take that U-turn? Do I go back? It's kind of like sometimes we need a GPS in our life. Feeling overwhelmed, weary, and discouraged. We all get like that. You know, as strong as your walk is with the Lord, you're a human being and life takes over, whatever that is. And, you know, we all have different things that affect us in different ways. And I don't want you to ever feel that because you stumble or because you trip up or because you feel weary or discouraged that you're the only one. A lot of us feel like nobody else understands. Nobody else has gone through this. You and I can't talk in person, but I want you to know, you know, these few moments that we have together, I am no different than you. And I have days I'm weary. I'm discouraged. I'm overwhelmed. I feel left out. I feel inadequate. Um, I have two learning disabilities and I don't share that too often, but two that are not major, major. But when I was in school as a young person, those things were not looked at. Now, now our kids go to school and every learning disability, they're tagged and they're given these extra helps. When I went to school, you just didn't get it. They pushed you through to the next grade and you know hoped that you got it along the way. Well, osmosis doesn't always happen that way. And you know, you graduate and there are things that you struggle with with the rest of your life. And there are things I struggle with, which makes me feel inadequate, which makes me feel left out, which makes me feel overwhelmed. Then I get discouraged, then I get weary, and then I feel like I have no direction. So know that you're not alone. But you know what? Both you and I need to, when we feel that way, take a deep breath, raise our hand. Lord, whoa, I need direction. Lord, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling weary. And even sometimes when I pray, I'll ask the Lord for a commercial break. You know how you're watching TV and 
you want that bowl of ice cream, but you don't want to miss the show on TV. And you're like, oh, when's that commercial coming? It's just that time you get up, you get some air, you hit the bathroom, you get your bowl of ice cream, you get that little commercial break. Well, sometimes in life, I just have to ask the Lord, can I have a commercial break? I need to get a break from that. And it's, you know, most times initially, I don't feel that commercial break. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, that felt good. I, I got a, a word of encouragement and I got a text or I got a phone call or something happened or I got an answer to something. And all of a sudden you realize the Lord just sort of opened the way, gave you that fresh air, a little breathing space. So if we were to look at our verse today that we read, which is Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What are we going to find in this verse? Let's break it down real simple. You and I are God's handiwork. Handiwork, like an artist. He sketched, he painted, he molded, he shaped. You think about that. When you look at a night sky and there's this gorgeous sunset, and you look at it, and you think, wow, God created that. Or you see the morning sunrise. Have you ever seen one? And you just have to get a picture. It's so beautiful. You think that's gorgeous. What about you? He created your mind, your fingers, your talents, your abilities, your gifts, everything about you, God created. You are his handiwork. Woof, that should like lift your spirits for today. You and I were created in Christ Jesus. We are the image of Christ. You and I were created to do good works. It says we were created to do that. God has given us in us as the Holy Spirit lives in us, he's saying, come on, you can do this. You've got talents. Let me, let me help you with that. God prepared in advance our jobs, tasks, good works. He did this ahead of time. You're not just this thought that all of a sudden it's like, oh, I forgot. I created Lynn Wilson. Hmm. What is she, what is she going to be good at? No, 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 no. You were created in his image. You were his handiwork. He already knew ahead of time all the things that he wanted you to do. You think about how unique and special that you are to the Lord that he calls you his handiwork. He created you in his image. He has good works for you to do that he already thought out ahead of time. We just need to say, hey, Lord, what do you need me to do today? What is it that good work that you want me to do today? You have been chosen and you are enough. You need to know that you are enough. I am who I say I am. Have you heard that in a song lately, in a praise and worship song? I'm a child of the King, and you have been given a job to do for the King. If the president called you on the phone today, whether you agree or disagree with who's in the you know, presidential office right now, but if the president called or, or, or somebody, you know, somebody important, called you and said, hey, can you help me with something? Ooh, sure, what do you need? And yet we have the king of kings that says, will you do a job for me? And we don't listen to him. The king of kings, the God of all eternity has a job for you to do. How can you not get excited knowing you are his handiwork? He's thought in advance of what he wants you to do. Imperfect people who are imperfect, in imperfect situations to do his perfect will. 
And I'm going to read this again. This is by David Young. Imperfect people who are in imperfect situations are here to do his perfect will. We're not perfect people. We don't live in a perfect life, but his perfect will can be done. Everything that we do, God will be glorified. Everything, we, God doesn't need us to do it. God is all powerful. He can do what he wants when he wants, but he wants us to be part of his will and what he's doing and how he's moving and how he's working. I hope you will join me today in realizing that you are enough. You are enough. If that is not hope for today to know that you are handy, his handiwork, God's got a plan for you. He's got a job for you to do. I want you to be excited. I want you to sit down and maybe make a list of those things that you feel God's been calling you to do. And, oh, I need to get excited about this. He said that I am enough. Thanks for coming over today, and we'll catch you next week at the next podcast.